I am Sally Button Mitchell, and you are listening to Sally B Explains Food Chemistry. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between baking soda and baking powder. And I want to have this a little more interactive. So what I want you to do is think, first of all, do you know the difference between the two? Can you substitute them one for one? Can you make your own baking powders? So what I want you to do is I want you to pause this podcast while you go to your kitchen. I want you to go in there and find your baking soda. Look for any baking powders that you have. And if you have a pancake mix, waffle mix, maybe um, um, a cake mix, muffin mix, quick bread mix, get those out because we're going to look to see what type of baking powders they have. And when you get those in front of you, then we can talk again. So I hope you did this. I hope you did my little um, homework here. I've got all of mine lined up in front of me. And I want to just look at the boxes first. So I'm going to pick up my baking soda. And there's really one company that makes baking soda. It's, it's not very competitive because baking soda doesn't cost that much. And so not many people try to uh, fight this company here. And if you turn it to the side there, I want you to read it right now, the active ingredient on your container. Mine says sodium bicarbonate 100%. And then it says the purpose of buying this is an antacid. But you know that baking soda has hundreds and hundreds of uses. I I could do a year's podcast on just using baking soda. So I'm going to talk about the use today in my baked goods. All right, so I'm looking at the box and you will notice that it has this little cutout and it says open here. And if you don't open it, your box correctly, you've just taken half of the uh, mechanics of the box away from you. When you flip open the top, you will see this piece of cardboard. Can you hear that? I'm just flicking it here. That is a leveler. So that when you put your teaspoon into here and you grab a whole bunch of baking soda, you can slide it across this, just slide it and it will level off your baking soda. When you are baking, it's very different than cooking. Baking needs to be pretty exact when it comes to our leaveners. Now you could be a little bit over, a little bit under on the the flour or the sugar, But when it comes to spices and when it comes to baking soda and baking powder, make sure you're accurate. Make sure it's not clumped. Make sure it's nice and fine and fresh. All right, so that's the first thing I want you to notice about the baking soda. Now, that's a pure substance. I'll tell you what, when I go to the grocery store, there's not many foods that are pure substances. That's 100% sodium bicarbonate. Now, by in chemistry, it's, it's weird how we do this, by means hydrogen. So the correct way to name this pure substance is sodium hydrogen carbonate. And it's the hydrogen carbonate ion that is really, really powerful. So we could take a potassium hydrogen carbonate or a sodium 
hydrogen carbonate, and it will do the same thing. When the hydrogen carbonate ion mixes with an H plus ion, we call that an acid ion, what's going to happen is the two come together. It's going to form something called H2CO3, which immediately breaks down into water plus carbon dioxide gas. And it's this gas that we're trying to create inside of our baked product. And when that gas bubble goes into the oven and it's trapped in our batter or dough, what's going to happen is the heat of the oven is going to make it rise on top of that. So you're going to get some poof and then you're going to get this um, rise as the air bubble and um, as the carbon dioxide bubbles start to expand when you bake things. So this is just one type of leavening that you can use when you bake. So that's the purpose of the carbon dioxide that's in here. Now what I want to do is look at um, my baking powder. I'm looking at the jars. I have three different jars in front of me because I have lots of different types. So I picked three different ones with three different types of acid salt we say in it. And I'm just looking at the container. Look at your container. Now, I have one that's uh, a commercial brand, and then I have a store brand. And what I noticed was the store brand does not have a leveler built into it. But when I spend a little bit more money, I can see that the top of this has a built-in leveler. So when I take a teaspoon, you can hear it. I can level it off. And, and so two out of my three brands have that leveler. That's one thing. And there's a top, an airtight top. And so the baking soda is open, which I, I don't store my baking soda this way. I actually put a Ziploc bag around it so it protects it a little bit. But um, this one has a plastic top and I want to make sure I keep my baking powders dry. And all these baking powders are gonna have starch in them. And the starch has two functions in it. So each baking powder has a different something called an acid salt. They all have baking soda in them, but they all have starch in them. And the starch acts as a, um, a filler that will pull water away from the system. And you're going to see what happens when I put these in water in just a minute. So it prevents the, the, the acid salt from the baking soda reacting too quickly or in the cupboard when you're not using it. And the other thing is, is it, um, it fills it such that one teaspoon of baking powder, no matter which brand that I use, I will get the same amount of gas approximately given off so that one baking powder is not more powerful than the other baking powder. And the FDA has some standards to this. You need 12 grams of carbon dioxide given off for every 100 grams of powder. And uh, so that, that just makes it consistently the same on each of these. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up my first one. And the first one says it has monocalcium phosphate, sodium bicarbonate, baking soda, and cornstarch. And the one thing about baking powders is the amount in a teaspoon of baking powder is only one-fourth the amount of baking soda in it than a teaspoon of pure baking soda. So one teaspoon of baking soda is really equivalent to the same rise as 
four teaspoons of baking powder. So it's important that you get the right ingredient into your recipe just for how much carbon dioxide that's going to be given off. So the acid salt here is monocalcium phosphate. And this brand, I just know a little bit too much about this brand, has two forms of the same salt. One of them is soluble right away. And um, that's a fast acting part of the baking powder. And on the front, it says it's double acting. And what does that mean? It means that it's gonna act twice. So I'm gonna put it into water and it's gonna start giving bubbles off right away. And then as it bakes, the other form of the monocalcium phosphate is dried out and it's coated so that it's slower to dissolve so that as a cake is baking, it's gonna slowly release these carbon dioxide bubbles. So I'm gonna take a teaspoon and I am gonna put it into my water. And it's got the same amount of water in three different cups. And I'm gonna stir it up and you can hear it immediately. Lots of bubbles, wow. Lots of bubbles are given off. And this will occur for about 30 seconds to a minute. I put it into a lot of water. And um, what I did in my chemistry class is I put this beaker onto a hot plate and then I heated it up. And then as it slowly heated, it would slowly give off more carbon dioxide. And that's the double acting of it. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add some water to some baking soda over here. And I'm gonna stir that one up. And I don't see many bubbles. And it's not bubbling like the other one, let me tell you. So baking soda in water doesn't really give off the bubbles. So baking soda needs an acid to it. So like vinegar or buttermilk or molasses, brown sugar to release the bubbles in this one. All right, so let's go to another baking powder. The second baking powder I have, I'm gonna read the ingredients. Sodium acid pyrophosphate, sodium bicarbonate, cornstarch, and monocalcium phosphate. So it's got the monocalcium phosphate for the fast acting end of the baking powder. I'm gonna level off a teaspoon of this. I'm gonna put it into the water. I'm gonna stir it up just like I did the other one. And when you're, when you're working with ingredients, you always wanna put the dry into the wet. Now this one's giving off some bubbles. Can you hear them? But not as fast not as furious as my other baking powder. So right away, the choices that I make in my baking powder are going to determine my final product. This kind of baking powder has a slow, very slow acting sodium acid pyrophosphate acid salt in it. And this one's better for my refrigerated cookies. So some of my cookie dough is when I'm making um, sugar cookies. Um, I will use this kind of baking powder because I like to refrigerate the dough, chill it out, then I'm gonna roll it out, and it holds that poof a little bit longer in it. So picking the correct baking powder really does make a difference. Which brings me to my last type, this is the store brand one. This one has a lot of ingredients. So it's got three different acid salts in it. So the baking soda is the number one ingredient because ingredients are listed in order of the most to the least, but it still has the same amount of baking soda as the other two in it. It's just that 
it's the highest um, mass of ingredients because of those three other ones that are in it. So we have baking soda, cornstarch, sodium aluminum sulfate, calcium sulfate, and monocalcium phosphate. So this one has sodium aluminum sulfate. And I, I particularly don't like this brand because it does give a little bit of an aftertaste. I'm mixing it in the water right now. I'm going to see what happens with this one. And this one, it's giving off some bubbles. I can hear it, but not like that first one that was just monocalcium phosphate. So it doesn't give a big poof at first. But again, in chemistry class, we heated all of these up, all three of these beakers, and they give off the gas the second time. So there is a difference in baking powders. Now, what happens if you don't have baking powder? and you need it, and now you know, don't just put in sodium, um, baking soda. What you can do is go to your cupboard, see if you have an acid salt called cream of tartar. It's a, a potassium salt. And um, a lot of people have this for their egg whites, to whip up an egg white and to hold the egg white. So what I'm gonna do is I know the substitution for one teaspoon of baking powder. What you need is a quarter teaspoon of baking soda. So let me get a quarter teaspoon. And then I'm gonna take a um, half a teaspoon of my cream of tartar. And that's gonna neutralize it. I'm gonna put that into one, I'm gonna mix it up. Now I'm gonna pour that into my water. All right, so I'm gonna put some water in one, we're gonna mix some, we're gonna see what happens. Now this is like a medium release of the bubbles. You can hear it. Not as fast as the first baking powder. But this one here, it's just going to continue to release it, release it, release it. So if you're stuck, this is a single acting baking powder. You need to get all your ingredients ready to go before you use this. And then mix the dry into the wet, stir it, get it in the oven. The oven better be preheated and you can substitute that. And that's the way they used to do it in the good old days. So let's just summarize. First of all, there's some similarities between baking powder and baking soda. They both give off carbon dioxide gas and they're both used for leavening or to help our baked products rise. But baking soda is a pure substance. Baking powders are mixtures. Um, the, the baking powder has a double acting to it and um, they have an expiration date. So you need to check the expiration date. If it still bubbles, it's good to go. But if it's not bubbling that first one, now you've just have a single acting baking um, powder. So you might wanna go out and get some more. So what I want you to do is go and have some fun experiment with food chemistry, and I'm always open for new suggestions for future podcasts. The next one that I do on food chemistry will be about the different types of flour out there, and when do I use this type of flour over that. So I just want to say thank you for listening. <music>